Welcome back to Idea Jam. I'm Jeff. And I'm Sheldon. And today we have a very exciting idea to share with you. As always, we love to put ideas to work and this is the best place to do it. Coming up soon, we're going to be interviewing a very special guest that we're super stoked about. Mel from Mel's Kitchen. In preparation for that, although we've been kicking around this idea for a while, we, we floated it by her. So it's what we're going to be talking about with her as well, is using recipes. It's obvious in cooking, right? Use a recipe, but there's a recipe for just about everything, right? No, whatever it is, there are principles and things you can follow to get to where you're going, to find answers, to achieve what you want to achieve. So that's the idea today. And we have a lot of good examples and stories is to follow a recipe. Yeah. When it comes to cooking, this is obvious to us all because we, we would never just jump in and try and make cookies without somebody's recipe, right? We wouldn't just be like, I'm going to try and make cookies today. Mix some flour, throw in some butter, some salt, some sugar, and they don't turn out the way you want them to. And so with cooking, we all understand this inherently. But like Sheldon was saying, with every other part of our lives, we tend to try and just do it alone. Right. We tend to be like, I can I can get this, figure it out. And we try to reinvent the wheel every time when someone's already been there. If there's a problem that exists in your life, it's a guarantee it's existed before in someone else's life. <laughs> yeah, we're capable, reasoning human beings, and we can adapt things to our situation. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of the, the recipe. Often these books that we read, there's kind of the recipes that lay they somebody lays out. And that's what Jeff and I, we kind of feel like we're here for. It's like, well, here's how you adapt it when you can't perfectly follow the recipe. <laughs> Rather than get frustrated and quit, you just adapt it to do it this way. So yeah, there's a recipe. Exactly. Sheldon, you had a concept that happened in your life that you wanted to share here. Yeah. So I've got five kids and uh, inevitably life being life, kids being kids, there's conflict and arguments sometimes, but there was a while back where it seemed just like it was somewhat frequently. So it was trying to figure out how to have a little more peace and harmony in our home, a little less contention. And so this was on my mind. And like always, the things you focus on, that's where your mind will go. So as listening to Never Split the Difference, Jeff, I know you love that book. I do. And at the end of the day, it's really principles about communication and connection. It's an FBI negotiator. Going to get him on our podcast. <laughs> but yeah. uh, the book, just in case you haven't heard, Never Split the Difference by an FBI negotiator. Well, you, how would you describe it, Jeff? In a nutshell. So it's a 30 second rundown. The title is a bit, a little bit misleading because it sounds like the worst type of negotiating, never split the difference, right? But he gives a great example in there of why he calls it never split the difference. And it's not so much like my way, not yours, but he is an FBI negotiator, right? He's hostage negotiator. So for what was it? 20 years, he was the world's top international hostage negotiator. So he's got all kinds of experiences negotiating hostage situations, but the principles that he lays out and what they use to negotiate these hostage situations are really just great foundational principles for great communication in any relationship or any situation. But really, it's all just about effective communication. So back to my story with my kids. So I was listening to a couple different sections and I wrote this down on my, you know, three by five card, no, five by eight, whatever, little <laughs> card here about empathetic listening and empathetic explaining. And I'm going to share this recipe real quick. It probably won't be as impactful for you because there's more around it, but empathetic listening. And you do that by restating what they said to see if you understand. 
So he has a principle called mirroring. So you use things like, it seems like, and then you label the feeling. Like, are you saying this? If I understand you right, you're saying this. And that helps them know that they are being heard and understood. And then empathetic explaining, you know, phrases like, that's not what I meant, but it must have been what you heard. How do we fix this? You know, will you help me make this right again? If you can agree on intent, it's a lot easier to move forward. Because if you deny the experience of another person, it doesn't open the door for reconnection, right? And too often, I think there's this conflict. You're like, no, no, no. And you try and explain logically, like why they're wrong, in essence. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But there has to be an emotional level of that connection. And so... Again, listening to that book, I realized that I could use this for my relationship with my children to deepen that and and resolve conflicts and problems, right? And there are yeah. tons of other good ones in here. We, Jeff and I were talking about this. Uh, a good way to what's the story with the? You should share the story about the the hostage negotiation with the two drug lords. <laughs> Oh yeah. There's one, there's one part of the book. So this book's by Chris Boss. If you haven't read it, go check it out. It's amazing. It's a pretty quick read too. It's not very long. Entertaining. Uh, less, yeah. It's less than, yeah. Super entertaining. It's less than 200 pages. Fantastic. But he, he shares a story in there. They were negotiating a hostage situation between two drug dealers. So one drug dealer kidnapped another drug dealer's girlfriend and <laughs> they discovered a new recipe while working with this guy because he didn't know the whole FBI process. So he got this, he got the drug dealer who kidnapped his girlfriend on the phone. And at one point he just blurts out, well, how do I know she's even alive, bro? Or dog or something, right? Like, how do I know she's alive, dog? And the other drug dealer had to demonstrate how she was alive. So he put her on the phone and the FBI guys that were listening were shocked because they're, they always have such a hard time getting them to validate like yeah, this proof of life. Pro, pro, yeah, proof like of life you have to give something to get something, right? Yeah, you have to give something to get something. And all he did was ask a question Had had the other guy solve his problem for him. Like, how do I know she's alive, bro? And so from then on, the FBI actually changed their strategy to employ this method because it was so much better than these proof of life situations that they've had in the past. But just asking how questions is one of the most powerful questions is help, having the other person's help solve your problem. It's like, okay, how am I supposed to do that? Right? Like how, how do I know this? Um, different situations that can be really powerful. Anyway, we were, I don't know if that yeah. relates exactly to using recipe, but it was a new recipe for the FBI that helped them in their negotiation processes. Well, going back to the, you know, my story with my children, it's something I've used so pretty effectively is helping put the problem and solution back into their context and mind frame. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, they, how many times do our kids, it's like, they, I, they want this and they want it now. Do you know what I mean? And we just say, sorry, no, it's just pushback and tantrum sometimes. And it's, but if you can help them, like, how do we, how would we do that? Do you know what I mean? Like how, then it forces them to think about the problem and the solution. And more mm-hmm. often than not, they come to the same conclusions. Like, yeah, I guess we, we can't just go to Disneyland today. And, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe going to Disneyland today would be a little tougher than expected. Right? Yeah, yeah. Even a six-year-old brain, when you put the problem in their hands, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, well, what <laughs> that about does this? Sound hard. How, how would we take care of this? Like, how, how am I supposed to do that? How are we supposed to do that? You know? So those yeah. are just 
good recipe questions to ask. It's a couple of tools for you in the uh, negotiation belt. <laughs> um, and I also think that's just something that we all deal with is like, we think we have to figure out everything ourselves, right? My kids, for example, my kids are in swim lessons right now. And my oldest boy, he doesn't take coaching quite as well as the younger boy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this, he doesn't Critique. like to be told what to do, right? He's like, he's like, I got this. I can figure this out. Like I know. And the funny part is we're all like that to some extent, especially in area. Like, I don't want anybody to teach me. I can just figure this out on my own. Right. <laughs> but he's, so he's in swim lessons right now, but all of us know, like without some techniques or recipes or a coach, swimming is difficult, right? It requires a little bit of training because it's not natural for us to extend our legs out all the way and point our toes and flip our toes. Instead, we, we try to like crawl through the water. Like I said, my, both my boys, you know, when they're swimming, some people are a little more natural at it, but when they're swimming, they're kind of just like crawling through the water, you know, they're bending their knees and wondering why they're, they're not going anywhere and they're sinking. And so the lady's like, no, you got to straighten your legs. They're coach right? Straighten your legs, straighten your toes. And she gave them some flippers to practice their kicks with because it's better with flippers. And you start to see, oh, she has this recipe of how to coach people from crawling through the water to swimming through the water. Mm -hmm. I just felt like that was a, that's a great example here because when you are struggling with something, it's really important that you find a coach. Don't try to just figure it out, find a starting point. They may not be to coach, be able to coach you to the end, but they can almost always get you started and yeah. put you point you in a better direction. So you may be going left when you should be going right. And until someone says that to you, you just don't know it. Love it. Another one that we were talking about, I think this is obvious when we see it in other people's lives, that they're following recipes from people who don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like social media, television, do you know what I mean? It's like we get our our knowledge of the world through movies or something like that, right? So and true. Too often we're looking for happiness and success in the wrong places, right? So I think that was another one is we were thinking about just trying to figure out how to find good recipes from credible sources, right? Yes. There's a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. If you haven't read it, it's one of the best financial books out there. And in the book, he talks about this ex- this exact thing. He he talks about how you shouldn't <laughs> take advice about buying gemstones from someone who's never bought gemstones. It's like someone's giving you real estate advice that's never that doesn't own any real estate, right? It does like there's no precedent trying to learn from someone who's never actually done it or doesn't have experience in that realm. But we do that all the time. We take advice from friends on finances or relationships who have worse relationships and finances than we have, right? It's like we, we tend to, to just get whatever information comes to us and assume that it's good. It's like searching the internet and just assuming the first thing that pops up is true. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. It's on the internet. It must be true. Uh, And too often, again, we've talked about this, the, the Google is designed to give you what you're looking for, not truth, not wisdom. (laughs) it's so true Uh, yeah i mean if you're looking for truth and wisdom so often it can help you find it but goodness if you want to drink the kool-aid they will help you find people who will drink it with you you know (laughs) yeah so when you're seeking someone to give you recipes look for someone who really actually knows that stuff 
and they don't have to be an individual. This is the thing that we also get confused that we think that we have to know someone. It's like, there's so many books out there. There's infinite podcasts. There's most of it's free. You can do YouTube, you can do podcasts, you can do this, like find someone who's done it. And you got to weed whack through a lot of the phonies out there, right? There's also a lot of phonies who display themselves as super wealthy. And these are my tips for making money that who knows if they really are, right? So do your research, I, find I out the background, see if they're legit. Go like ahead, you're driving down the side of the road and you see these like old styrofoam signs stuck in the lawn. It's like 10,000 K a month, you know, and it's like written on it with a Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're kind of like, uh, why like, do you call this number advertise with like a cardboard Sharpie? If you're really making 10,000 plus a month, I don't know, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. See, know where your advice is coming from and whether or not it's it has legitimacy there. Once you find a recipe, I think it's sometimes the fact that we feel like we also have to do it all ourselves. Not just that we need to figure it out, but then what, even if we have a recipe in our hands, we think, oh, I have to be the one to do it. I've struggled with this a lot, right? Like I'm a do-it-yourselfer. I'm like, hey, I'd rather just figure this out and work, but it takes me a lot longer. And there's probably someone out there who can do it better than I can in a lot of cases. This is where the book Who Not How comes in and is such a powerful piece to your success and growth in life is doing the things that you do best and then doing your best to delegate the things you don't do well to those who do. And so I think that's a really important distinction here is finding who's that can help you. And even if those who's for a time, like Sheldon shared, I think in our last episode is finding a a community of like-minded people who can just kind of give you energy and support in that regard. But even better than that, one step further is hiring someone or teaming up with someone like Sheldon does things that I better than I do. And, you know, we, we both have complementary strengths, I think, but, uh, and some of weaknesses as well. Now there are a lot of similarities between us, which is another reason why we hired Jake to be on our team because he also has some skills that we don't have and can do some of the tasks that we don't do as well. <laughs> and we, I swear we, we've harped on this every episode that you can come get it for free from us. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have, but I'm always surprised that more the book, Who Not How. Okay? Yes. This idea, because the more we've gotten into it, the more powerful I think it is. It's just, we, we all are trying to figure out how am I going to get this done? How am I going to do this? When really we should be asking who can help me accomplish this, get more who's in your life and you'll free up more time, get more done, find answers quicker, you know, make more money. (laughs) The more, I think this is just a recipe that I've, we're doers, you and I, Jeff, we like to get it done and do it ourselves, but the more, and we're, we're decently capable, right? Which I think is in some ways probably hindered us is because we feel like we can do it ourselves, right? We can just figure it out. And at the end of the day, I'm just, the more I, I think about it and we get into this and I'm like, you know what? Quit trying to figure, do it all yourself. <laughs> yep. Be smart. <laughs> We want to do something good, do something great. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we want to, but it's kind of akin to, I want to feed my entire neighborhood by cooking all the food all by myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's like, no, find some more chefs, get someone who's better at cooking this than you are. Right. 
Yep. You're exactly right. Actually, there's a Seinfeld episode I was watching just recently. <laughs> if you don't watch Seinfeld, you should go watch it. But uh, <laughs> Kramer's trying to prep a bunch of food for this Jewish meet and greet. <laughs> and <laughs> and he is, he's trying to make food for 180 people, but he doesn't know how to cook. And so he's, he gets Frank Costanza to help him out. And anyway, the whole show's obviously hilarious <laughs> antics, but <laughs> it just reminded me of that where he's trying to make food for 180 people and he doesn't have any idea how to do that. So it's not turning yeah. out well. When we try to do it ourselves, there's, there's definitely a limit. There's an upper ceiling to what we can accomplish. But when we tie in other people, that limit is expanded exponentially. You're, you would be amazed at how much more you can get done with people on, on your team. And I think a lot of times we think we always have to hire them, but that's not always the case. Like Sheldon and I work together as partners, right? And you can have people work with you for experience and people run together <laughs> just for fun. It's not always about like, oh, but I don't have the money to pay someone. Who not how is possible no matter what position you're in. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe the last main idea we wanted to share about recipes is this, this idea that it takes effort to find good recipes. It doesn't mean it takes a lot of effort or you know it's going to be particularly hard, but it does take effort. It sounds obvious, but by people's actions, they live this way. They think that they can find all they need to know about money, how to advance their career, how to take care of their health, find a boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, be a great spouse and parent uh, through social media, television, random Google searches. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If you're listening to the sound of our voice, this isn't you right? This, this is just not the type of people who listen <laughs> to us. A lot of people, sometimes we live our lives that way and totally unaware that the recipes that we, we follow, then somehow they're shocked they don't have six-figure incomes and six-pack apps. You know, <laughs> uh, we just, it's, it's trying to figure out, okay, what is my habits? You know, you could call it lifestyle habits, recipes that you follow. Most of us have recipes of getting to bed and waking up. You know, it'd be weird not to brush my teeth at night. That's just a recipe I followed for so long. It'd be, it's hard to fall asleep if I haven't done that, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, trying to figure out what recipes you follow and figuring out how those need to be changed or tweaked and who needs to help you figure out those recipes. And Speaking of who's, right? Speaking um, of who's. We've got, like we said before, Mel, who is kind of the queen of recipes, of actual food recipes around here. <laughs> Everybody we know uses Mel's, Mel's recipes. She's amazing. But we're going to talk to her a lot about her life recipes and how she's been able to balance family and success and this, this, this growing blog and really balance it well because she's got a family, she's got a farm, she's got all these things. When we invite people to our show, they're always sharing ideas on, on really how to take action in your life no matter how busy it is with full of stuff, you got farms, you got kids, you got other jobs, you got all kinds of things that you're, you're dealing with. But along the way, you, you'll find these struggles. And we wanted to point out a few episodes that we've had in the past with recipes that could help you in certain areas. A couple of these, like if you're really, if you're struggling with depression or anxiety, go back and listen to Dr. Hatch, who is, he runs a brain health clinic in Orem, Utah. And it's episode 22. So you can go check that out. Another great one that someone I followed for a long time is Dr. Jennifer Finlayson-Fyth, all about relationships and communication and intimacy. 
That was episode number 32, how to fix your relationship with the partnership mindset. And again, some of these is just clues to point you in the in the direction of someone who is a specialist in this area. They know they know recipes really well. You know, there's a recipe for everything you want and everything you need help with. Absolutely. What's another one, Jeff. Uh, like this, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling like the chaos of life is getting to you. There's a couple of episodes we would recommend. One is Dr. Todd Snyder, who is all about getting stuff done in the age of overwhelm. And he's episode 25. We also talked to Sean Chapman. That was very recently in episode 48 on how to de-stress and slow down. Those are both super powerful episodes. We love the Sean Pat Chapman episode, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one is if you're struggling with, with, you know, what do you ever want to call it? Bad habits, compulsive behaviors. You want to manage and overcome. There's a, there's a few great ones. One with Jenna Ramirezma on how to end the war within. Yeah, hers her episode was awesome. Love yeah, that. and it's had a lot of downloads because it's resonated with a lot of people and a lot of sharing there, right? Another couple were episode 39 and 43 with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Basically, all about change that are you can change things as fundamental as we think are is as personality. We don't have to live in the past and let trauma and things like that define us. We can figure out define our future and move toward it. We can, we can become and change and do and be. Yeah. This final one that I feel like, and there's lots more, but this final recipe that might be useful to you is the courage to act on, act on your dreams. And that's really what our whole podcast is revolved around. It's like, we try not to give you too many new ideas. We try to really just help you put ideas to work and take these ideas from all these experts from great sources and put them into action in your life so they can get some results. And this last one is courage to act on a dream. And that there's episode 35 with Eric and Emily Orton. And then there's also Lee Chambers. He had a great episode early on. I, I can't, I can't remember the number, but that's uh, go check out that one as well. Those are both super impactful. So Eric and Emily Orton from 35 and then Lee Chambers both have awesome experiences on how to overcome your challenges and, and act on your dreams. Such a good episode. And such a good launching point uh, as well. So great recipes. Okay. So just like this, there's a recipe for everything. You're never going to find some problem in your life that somebody hasn't already faced and been able to solve, uh, or at least have a recipe that you could follow and modify to fit your exact situation. So the action for today is what, Sheldon? The action today is that we want you to think about something Whatever it is your biggest struggle with that you've been struggling with for a while or wanting to overcome or go to achieve, because uh, that probably means you've been trying to figure it out from scratch. Do it on your own, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. identify what it is and then take a little bit of time to figure out how you can find a recipe and who you can find it from to help you move forward faster and achieve that by following this recipe and whatever challenge or struggle or goal it is that you want to achieve. Because success leaves clues. Find someone who's been successful, has experienced history, expertise, and follow that. Again, I I love this. Success leaves clues. Absolutely, it does. So just to reiterate that, pick one goal or problem or challenge you've been facing been working hard to solve and you really haven't been willing to ask for help <laughs> up to this point, 
trying to figure it out yourself. We all know these moments, right? We all try to do this, but seek out a recipe from a trusted expert. And then we gave you a ton of examples. You can go back to our podcast that has a formula to help you in that situation and test it out for the next 30 days. And if it's too overwhelming to try the whole thing at the start, modify it to fit what works for you. There's like a, any recipe, a, you can substitute ingredients. <laughs> yes. Modify it, leave this thing out, add that thing in. Yeah. Yep. So modify it to fit your needs and, and your lifestyle. So with that, we want to just remind you that next week you're going to want to be on because we've got Mel from Mel's Kitchen. She's going to be joining us. We're super excited. If you don't know who she is, she's a food blogger, recipe master, and we're going to, we're excited to, to talk with her and learn all about her and her experience and the recipes she uses for success at life. Before we leave, don't forget, claim your free book, Who Not How. We talked about it here. Just go get it. It's awesome. Please subscribe and share this with a friend. We'd love to hear your recipes. If you have any particular ones that have been meaningful and what recipes do you follow that help your life be better? We'd love to have a follow-up and share some of your recipes with, with everybody else. So please share with that on Instagram, Facebook, email us, let us know. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. You're all amazing. You're what makes this show possible and what makes it worth it. So go put a recipe to work today. <laughs>